your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. We'll have the high school fan zone tonight for you. On 100.7, the score, coaches from Estacado, Coronado, and Monterey uh, will visit the high school fan zone. Uh, it's uh, kind of waning down over the next uh, few weeks. And then uh, Wednesday night, high school fan zone features Lubbock High Friendship and Lubbock Cooper. Uh, we'll have uh, the Texas Rangers on the air tonight for you on 100.7, the score. They're in uh, Kansas City to take on the Royals. Rangers had a tough weekend. They lost two of three to uh, the Chicago Cubs. So that was, that's no bueno. That is not ideal. You know, so. That is not ideal. Not ideal. Um, It's actually, those games this week are in Arlington. Oh, okay. So we'll have it tonight from the ballpark in Arlington. Mm -hmm. That's all right. At least they know where to go, right? The team? I would assume so, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> more more they're, more bad more bad news for they're them. a little <laughs> they're a little more factual than we are here on the morning guys well, you know it's you know it's it's that's on me I, it's i was misunderstood Thank, um thanks for trying but no it's not on you um you ever get on a, you ever you ever I'm, i think i told you this i can't remember where we were flying home from but I swear to God, I thought we were flying to the wrong airport because of the, because of the direction that we were coming in from, and uh, and how we were, how we were landing. I, I, in, in in Lubbock. Yeah, I mean it was just, and I wasn't the only one on the plane that thought that too. Because when 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 I got off, I was like, "Hey, did you think we were landing?" I was like talking to some other people, and like, "Yeah." I'm I'm right there with you because of they took us so far n- north, and then we kind of angled in and we landed uh, from the west to the east, which you rarely do. You rarely r- land west to east, you know, on the east-west runway. Thank God there wasn't anybody going east-west because we were going west-east. That would have been you'd have had somebody new sitting here. <clears throat> I'm not sure I would have survived that. If two planes collide, you know, one's going east and one's going west. Yeah, I don't know that anybody is. Right. That's what I'm saying. You just had somebody new here. I, uh, I, you know, there are certain things, I guess, you know, nobody's a complete expert in everything they do. Okay? Right. I mean, even the, you know, you hire a guy to do the handyman work or right. fix your washing machine or whatever. Sure. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he could do it wrong. It's possible. I mean, he can do it wrong. And there are times when you're like, what is that guy doing? Is he doing that right? I, I thought the last time the mm-hmm. guy fixed it, he did this. You yeah. know, I don't I don't know that I, you know, question the, the A pilot? pilot very often. Like, I figure sure. they, they know what they're doing. I'm sure they do things wrong. I think we've seen right. that over the course of time. Um it just feels like that would be a really big miss. Well, I know, I know. that's kind of what I thought too. But I mean, yeah. I'm looking out the window. Yeah. I mean, I've been on enough flights in the last year that I'm, I'm like, I have a pretty good idea of what it looks like, you know, landing. And it was just, it looked, it looked a little funky. Mm-hmm. It just like, okay, mm-hmm. 
I'm like, is this? My, my guess is the guy that outside the plane was like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. He was just being nice. <laughs> no. Well, there are there are those people that look at me and take pity on me and go, oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, uh-huh. You can tell when people are doing that, you know. Yeah, yeah uh-huh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. That's, that's, that's the case. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd just being polite. Uh, Dan in Dallas, by the way, says he had a Frito pie at the game uh, while he was in town. He says he highly recommends it. You know, that's probably not. Uh, that's probably the last thing I'm getting at the ball game. Uh, I'm going uh, hot dog, popcorn, burger. Uh, I might get some Fritos, but I don't. I don't need any stuff that goes in the bag with it. I'm just, you know, you do you, right? Sure. Right, you do. Sure. You do. You. I hear uh, a lot of people like that at the ballpark. I know. I know. I'm. I'm hey, more. Uh, more bad news for the uh, Texas Rangers. Jake Odorizzi uh, undergoes an arthroscopic procedure on his shoulder, and now he's out the entire season. So, he uh, <clears throat> was looked to kind of help things out for the Rangers this year, but he is not going to be. Of any help, and then guess what? He is a free agent uh, after the season. Do you think those guys that, that get injured like that and make a a pile of money? Do you think they feel like that they they owe the the team that just did that for them a a, a bit of a redo? I think some guys some guys I think kind of give that to you. Uh, it's the nature of the beast. Um, you might be right. I mean, there might be guys that feel like, you know what, this team paid me $10 million and I only pitched two games, so I'm going to re-sign here at a discounted rate. But I can't imagine too much of it. Mm-hmm. I would think the majority of them would, would be happy to stay and mm-hmm. would tell you, hey, I want to make good, but I don't know that they're going to accept less money just because of that. Yeah. And I'm not even that suggesting. That would be my guess. I'm not even I'm not necessarily suggesting less money, but just coming back. I mean, and and who knows? I mean, the the Rangers may say, well, okay, we took a flyer on this guy and it turns out that he's not, he's not, you know, ready to go. He's not, he's, maybe he's done. Maybe this is, maybe this is it for him. You start having shoulder problems and shoulder surgery and stuff like that. And especially if you're a pitcher, Mm -hmm. it becomes, it becomes a bit predictable that, okay, is it, is he really, really going to be able to to do that? Mm-hmm. Is he really going to be able to to come back? Hey, from a baseball standpoint, sticking with that just for a second, how about the Tampa Bay Rays? They're nine and zero. Man, they're crushing it. Crushing it. Yeah. And you know, every time you kind of write off the Tampa Bay Rays, or you feel like, oh, you know, it's just they they're in a retirement community and nobody really cares about them. Then, well, that really doesn't affect them on the field, though. No, I know. Retirement camp <laughs> I know, community. I mean, it's, and so, I don't think anybody that's paid attention to the AL East in the last <laughs> what five years yeah. would it be counting out the Tampa Bay Rays? Yeah. Haven't they been first or second every year in the last five pretty years? Pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's not like they've got a raucous you know fan base there that you know. Hey, oh, no, they just keep sending rockets over the right field wall, so uh, or throwing them down the middle of the plate. They go out there and they get all their hits in the first six innings so that they can go back to bed. Um, Yay, go race! They're anyway, they're 9-0. But um, it's not like they're running away from it yet. Um, We're only only just a handful of games in. They're on pace to 162. About nine nine games in. Yeah, not even even two handfuls in. (laughs) Yankees are keeping pace at six and three. There's 
There's a little left in the season. I yeah, think yeah. I mean, it's, I don't uh, think we've started talking magic number for the Rays oh, yet. No, or anything. no, 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 no. This way, but they, I mean, they they look like a really good team, so they might win the division by ten games. We don't know. You just don't know. You just, just don't know. Don't know. Uh, how about the craziness? Can we we talk so little NBA? I mean, we just don't even really care. Um, but how about the craziness that went down in Minneapolis last night on Easter Sunday? Two teammates getting into it during a timeout. Another teammate breaking his hand, punching a wall in frustration. And now Rudy Gobert may be suspended from the team's playing game when they go face on face uh, Darvin Ham's Los Angeles Lakers. Because he struck a teammate, Kyle Anderson, in a huddle during a timeout. That's fun. Now, um, the Timberwolves did defeat the New Orleans Pelicans, 113-108. That gives them the eighth seed in the West. Uh, but officials now are weighing as to whether to keep Gobert off the trip. So, apparently, uh, Gobert and Anderson were arguing on opposite sides of a second-quarter huddle. Uh, sources describing the ver- verbiage, including Anderson telling Gobert to go block some shots and Gobert telling Anderson to grab a rebound with an adjective in there. Um, then uh, Gobert lost his temper and fired a punch into Anderson's chest after Anderson told him to shut up and added some adjectives as well. <laughs> Kind of sounds like Anderson deserved it, but I mean, you don't go punching a teammate in a huddle in a timeout. Good not God. usually. Good it's not God. usually good for team chemistry. No, no. <laughs> Meanwhile, the coach is trying to draw up a play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds like the coach doesn't really have a very good handle on. And of course, uh, Rudy Gobert has uh, now issued a. A, an apology via the tweet. Emotions mm-hmm. got the best of me today. I should not have reacted the way I did, regardless of what was said. I want to apologize to the fans, the organization misspelled, and particularly to Kyle, who is someone that I truly love and respect as a teammate. Hey, at least he's owning what he did. <laughs> to a degree. He said he yeah. did it. He did it. He did it, yeah. yeah. He's not <laughs> saying, I was, I was pushed into this. That's right. Yeah, it's true. I was drawn offside. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It's April the 10th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire with the Stay in Sports History. Going to start us off in 1913. The New York Highlanders mm-hmm. play their very first Major League Baseball game as the New York Yankees. They lose to the Washington Senators 2-1 to at Griffin Stadium. 1947, Jackie Robinson becomes the first black player of the 20th century to sign a Major League Baseball contract. Brooklyn General Manager Branch Rickey announces the Dodgers had bought Robinson's contract from the Montreal Royals. 1953, NBA Championship Finals, Minneapolis Auditorium in Minnesota. Minneapolis Lakers beat the New York Knicks 91-84 for a 4-1 series victory the fifth Lakers title in six seasons. Rather dominant. George Mikan was their big guy. 1960. The 24th U.S. Masters Tournament took place at Augusta National, Georgia. 1958 champion Arnold Palmer birdies the final two holes to win by one stroke. 
1962, the Houston Colt 45s make their major league debut with an 11-2 win over the Chicago Cubs at Colt Stadium. 1973. <laughs> okay, I thought there was going to be more there. Mm. <laughs> 1973, Kansas City Royals opened their new park, Royal Stadium, with a 12-1 rout of the Texas Rangers. There were 39,476 people in attendance. Was Chuck Hines one of them? No, but my parents were at game two, which they lost. It was so chilly. We blame them for that, right? Yeah. And in 1979, J.R. Richard of the Houston Astros pitches a complete game, but sets a Major League Baseball record by throwing six wild pitches in a 2-1 to win over the Dodgers in the Astrodome. It is National Simon, Simon, Cinnamon Crescent Day. Sounds good. Crescent or croissant? Crescent. It is not a cor- croissant. There is no O in this. In this, okay. It, it is a crescent. Crescent I'm thinking is like the one that looks roll. like a little, yeah. mo- little, little, little moon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to Mandy Moore, who's 39. Daisy Ridley is 31. Babyface, 64. Babyface is a rapper? A music producer. Okay. Uh, Steven Seagal, 71. Ken Griffey, Sr., which is bolded and bigger so that I would make sure I said senior and not junior, is 73. Okay. And uh, longtime Ranger, Corey Kluber, 37. Long time. And on this day... It's one hitting for him. That's a long time for him. 1970. Threw a no, hit, no hitter against him the next year. <laughs> 1970 in this day in history... Legendary rock band The Beatles had spent the better part of three years breaking up in the late 60s and even longer than the hashing than that hashing out who did what and why. By the spring of 1970, there was little more than a tangled set of business relationships keeping the group together. Each of the Beatles was pursuing their own musical interests outside of the band, and there were no plans to uh, play uh, or no plans in place to record together as a group. But as far as the public knew, this was just a temporary state of affairs. That all changed on this day in 1970 when an ambi- uh, ambiguous uh, Paul McCartney self-interview was seized upon by the international media as an official announcement of the Beatles breaking up. Self-interview? Self-interview. So, Paul, what do you think? Right? Uh, I think these were just questions that he was an- like reading the questions and answering them as opposed to... I got you. Okay. The occasion of the statements Paul released in the press that day was the upcoming release for his debut solo album, McCartney. The qu- starts the question: Is the album a, is this album a rest away from the Beatles or the start of a solo career? Paul answered, "Time will tell, but being a solo album means it's the start of a solo career, and not being done with the Beatles means it's just a rest. So it's both." Next question: Is your breakup with the Beatles temporary or permanent? Due to personal differences or musical ones? Paul would answer, personal differences, business differences, musical differences, but most of all because I have a better time with my family. Temporary or permanent? I don't really know. And then the final question. <laughs> Mr. I love a question at press conference. Just hang on a second okay. there. <laughs> Do you foresee a time when Lennon and McCartney will become an active songwriting partnership again? No. No. And that is this day in sports history. Okay. This day in sports history. Thank you. 
Um, I was thinking in the 1960s Masters um, that uh, Arnold Palmer beat Ken Venturi, and there was controversy in that Masters, and, and we'll go into it, but basically at the end of the day, Venturi was not happy with how Arnold Palmer got a second shot at a ball, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, then going back to the Tampa Bay Rays, okay, so they're 9-0, and but how about this? They have done something that a team has not done since 1884, Okay. They have won all of their games by at least four runs. So they've now done that for all nine games. Mm-hmm. You have to go back to the 1884 St. Louis Maroons, who had 13 of those to start the season, and they ended up 94 and 19 on the year. Ooh. That's Ooh. a pretty good stretch right there. <laughs> That's a pretty good little stretch, yes, sir. <laughs> 651 this morning here on the morning drive. So we'll see. We'll see if that kind of usually these teams that get out to this really hot start. And I would say nine is not enough to. But if you get off to like a 18 and two start or a 17 and five start, because sometimes, you know, you get off this nine and no start and you come back to the pack. Right. Sure. You know, you lose Mm -hmm. six or seven in a row and then, okay, all of a sudden it kind of evens things out. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you get on a roll. You know, sometimes it's hard to be stopped. Yeah, you got to go all the way back to last year when the Yankees set a record by the All Star break, and see that that doesn't always doesn't turn, always out, out, turn right. out that way. No, though. you're right. You're right. You're you're accurate in what you're saying, but I mean, that was just one of those examples where mm-hmm. I mean, the Yankees were I mean, again, like I said, setting records by the All Star break, and then and then the injuries hit, and then it was a different deal. Yeah. Uh, don't have and to worry. Came nowhere near the World Series. Don't have to worry about Odell Beckham going to the Bills or the Chiefs or the Dallas Cowboys. Looks like he is going to go to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Ravens announcing this news yesterday. Um, is this in an attempt to try to lure Lamar Jackson that, to sign? That's a great question because apparently he's uh, very uh, on board with this with this signing. Um, but it's a one year deal. Um, guarantee of thirteen point eight million, which is far less than what he was, you know, kind of asking for from others. So, makes you wonder if the if the Cowboys had had this opportunity, you know, if would they have signed him for thirteen point, you know, eight million uh, guaranteed? It's the deal's valued at eighteen. Uh, there's three million that's available in incentives. He has not played uh, since tearing his ACL in the Rams Super Bowl. Uh, during the 2021 season, he missed all of last year rehabbing and then did not was unable to get on with another team. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see <clears throat> if uh, if this helps them with Lamar Jackson. I mean, you know, sometimes Lamar Jackson's been kind of his own worst enemy. Um, and the other thing that's really hurt him more than anything is is the Deshaun Watson signing that basically everybody in the NFL recognizes as, that Cleveland way, way, way overpaid. Paid, yeah. And so... But the expectation for Lamar Jack- Jackson is, well, if he's getting that much, I should be getting that much and more. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and that's just that's just not going to be the case. And, you know, so he, he's, he's kind of drawn a line in the sand, but, you know, nobody else is really kind of going after him. And so now there's going to be this, you know, air of collusion amongst all the other owners who just... May look at him and go, "Hey, you're just not 
nobody's worth Deshaun Watson money. Even Deshaun Watson's not worth that kind of money. We think the Cleveland owner is crazy for doing that. And basically, he's kind of upset the apple cart when it comes to NFL salaries and guarantees and, and things like that, especially at that quarterback position. And you really haven't done anything yet. And you've been, you were sus- basically suspended for a year, and, and then you get handsomely rewarded. Just look, it appears to be a terrible overpay by the Browns. Yeah. Terrible yeah. overpay. And so now quarterbacks behind him are going to going to pay for that. And, and Lamar Jackson doesn't, he wants to, he wants to get his. And so, so far he's, he's turned down big money and he may, he may end up just having to play for Baltimore under, a, under a guarantee under the, you know, and because they could still, they still have their rights to him, but may end up costing him some money before if he's not careful. You know, in terms of that long-term money. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, good morning. It is the Morning Drive on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3 and the Double T 97.3 mobile app with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your uh, thoughts and comments this morning on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, we'll get to uh, basketball here in a second. Just a couple – had a couple baseball questions for you, Jamie. They want to know if there's any Stanford players left from the Lubbock Super Regional. This would be from um, June of 2021 in which Tech lost 15-3 to and 9 nothing. Yeah, I think their, uh, their star player, Tommy Troy, was on that squad. Uh, he's a name that jumps out to me right off the bat. Okay. Um, he's hitting 424 for the year. So watch out for that, dude. Um, Drew Bowser is another guy, I'm pretty sure. I'm just looking at the roster here. I'm looking at the, uh, I mean, stat sheet, so I don't know their You'd think quite a few. Years. I mean, it's only been a couple of years. Maybe not. Mm, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't think too many. Um, none of the pitchers names jump out at me but those two offensively i mean if you go back to 21 for the red raiders yeah that's what i was going to ask you next about dylan carter who's injured yeah that might be it uh andrew divine okay Sanders and Beckel were both on that team. Bridges. So not many. Not many, and not many that would have played a major role in that for that team too, right? Because they've sure. been young, younger players. Okay. Um, so from a series history standpoint, Texas Tech is two and four, um, and you know. Really, all four of those losses are pretty painful uh, because you go back to um, the 2021 series in which you lost, get knocked out, and then you go back to 1995 and um, and you lost two straight after winning one, and that was when the NCAA tournament was. You had to, I think, you had to win a series to get to, you know, to advance out of that. I think that was a chance to go to Omaha. They're playing in 95 in Wichita, uh, and they're playing Stanford. They won the first game 3-1, to one, then lost 3-2, to two, and lost 6-5. to five. I think that was – is that when there were like six teams in each pod? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, but I I I remember that was those there two were no losses. Super being... regionals at that point. You just went right from from there to Omaha. Yeah, it, it was a very um, those were two very painful losses. Sure. You know because of yeah. uh, boy twenty one they just dominated. Yeah. Wow, it was impressive. Uh, okay, so Texas Tech making a couple of basketball hires. Uh, these are, I, th- I think. Everybody was thinking that this was when's when's it going to be announced more than anything else, and I'm just going to call him Coach AC because that's what he that's what he goes by. Okay, uh, McCoybu is his last name, and that's as close as I think I can get. Okay, sounds like you nailed it. Too. Okay, AC McCoybu and Matt Brower, uh, who are coming uh, to Texas Tech uh, with Coach uh, Grant McCaslin. They'll both be assistant coaches. Uh, so this the staff has not been uh, announced completely yet. Uh, I think there's still uh, a lot of thought that uh, Ben McCollum is going to join this team, but it's it's curious to me as to maybe why that hasn't taken place yet. You know, or or why it hasn't been announced yet, or why it hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, if if it's if and sometimes there's some HR things you've got to go through and some other things that you've got to go through, but anyway. Um, think that that's 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 a little bit uh, that's a little bit curious to me. Uh, Brower was on McCaslin's staff for five years at UNT. Uh, McCoybu just for one season. Uh, but get this for him. And I I'm not uh, I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with this with this particular school. He he joined uh, the tech program after he had collegiate experience at Drake and Grand Canyon University. He also uh, worked for six seasons as a postgraduate head coach at Sunrise Christian Academy in Bel Air, Kansas. Okay, I, I don't, I don't know where Bel Air, Kansas is. I've never heard of it. But the the point of that is, is that at Sunrise he coached twenty eight future Division one players. Hmm. Sounds like some sort of private school or prep yeah, school. Right. Sounds like something that. You know, somebody that feels like they know something about basketball from that state should know. But I, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that place. Um, so Coach McCaslin said this of him. Coach AC has great experience as a head coach in prep school and a great assistant coach for us. He does a great job developing, building relationships. He's authentic as it gets. I think he has a tremendous overall perspective of the game. Is really special in individual workouts because he understands how to get the best out of players on a daily basis. Okay. He uh, played basketball at Fort Hayes State, which is in Hayes, Kansas, where he graduated in 2015. Uh, so these two guys are the initial hirings for Coach McCaslin, who was named the 19th head coach. Now, as far as uh, uh, Brower is concerned, he played at Wichita State, ranks in the top 15 all-time career three-pointers made. Hope he can find somebody that can make some three-pointers. That'd be good. That'd be cool. Okay. <laughs> and... Career assists, 308 for the Wheat Shockers. Uh, during his time there, they advanced to the Sweet 16 and earned a top 10 national ranking. He played for his father at Belton High School, and he was named a Texas Class 5A first-team All-State, first-team All-Region selection. And so he was a, a very good uh, Texas high school basketball player. So he is, um, he's been with uh, Coach McCaslin for at least five years at um, – North Texas. Anyway, um, so those those are the first two. Uh, I saw a picture over the weekend of those guys out uh, on a plane going to fly somewhere to recruit. 
I mean, now it's 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 obviously a really critical time because you have guys in the portal and people making decisions as to where they want where they want to go next. So there's you, there's no time to kind of sit around and decide. We'd, we'd like to convince them to come here. Right, right. Mm-hmm. There's no time to rearrange your office. Uh, you know, it's like there'll be plenty of time for that later. Um, and even uh, mm, I bet they got somebody that can do it for them. Probably so. Pro- yeah. Probably so. Probably so. But I mean, it's it's getting time uh, more than anything else. And then it's just going to be really curious to see who's left from this roster uh, or who they want to be left from this roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davion Harmon announced the other day, Friday, I believe, that he was going to enter his name into the NBA draft. I, I sincerely doubt that he'll get drafted, but he'll probably go play in Europe somewhere. Or maybe he'll play in the G League. My guess is that he was told that didn't have a spot for him here. I I think that's an e- I think that's an easy connection of the dots. Um, Again, I said guess. I don't, I have no knowledge of yeah, that. Right? Would you suspect that's the case? Yeah, I think so. I, I would agree with you on that. I would agree with you on that. The same thing with Daniel Bacho. Um, so, how many of those other guys were told that? I I do not know how many you want back. I do not know. Um, it, it, what the style of play is going to be and how you shape this. I just know this, that um, you can tell all these other guys, hey, we're good, but now you're going to have to go replace them. And and you've got to do that relatively quickly because of mm-hmm. just people are, are making, they're making decisions. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're making sounds, decisions. Sounds like this is going to be even more so than the past, a heavy, heavy transfer portal season. Just because you have so many guys, so many spots to fill in such a short period of time. Uh, somebody says this: "No way he asked Bacho to walk." Okay, I, 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 I think I'll disagree with that. I do too. I don't know what happened, but mm-hmm. that's my guess. That's my guess too. Yeah, that 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 would be my guess too. Yep. Uh, you know, it's some, and it's not like they can come out and say, "Hey, we." We, we talked to Daniel, and we, we said to him, hey, it'd probably be better for you to just move along. I mean, I mean both sides can just part company. It's, it's I mean, and, and it's sad to me because I think Daniel Bacho is a talented player. Uh, he showed the improvement from last year to this year. Um, I just got to believe those coaches watched, watched the film and could see Bacho wasn't all bought in and into being here and didn't love the effort. Uh, and obviously the injury affected him. There's yeah. no qu- or the illness really affected him. Yeah, both more really. than injury. But he was still in a boot at the press conference. Yeah, but it just uh, in my opinion, they had to look and say this is not a this is not a real chemistry guy here, mm-hmm. and this is not a guy that uh, looks like he wants to be here. Uh, Fardos Amac went to uh, Cal. Um, they didn't win very many games, and they fired their coach. They have a new coach. Uh, the good news is he's not going to be in the Big Twelve. I mean, I'm, that's that's the best. That's the best news. So you're not going to see him again. Well, we're not paying him to not play either. That's probably the best news of the whole group. <laughs> Boom! There you go. Ding ding ding! This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. An hour from now, you'll have uh, the end of the bench. And then uh, at high noon today, uh, the bottom line, don't forget Tech Talk this afternoon. We'll have uh, Texas Tech baseball on the air for you tonight from Palo Alto, California. They'll uh, 
face Stanford, the number eight team in the country. Our coverage tonight at 7.30, balls and strikes at 8 o'clock. Well, I was out and about, me and the youngest. We were running errands uh, Saturday. Met uh, a nice lady that's a morning drive listener. She says she starts her day with us every day, Jamie. Oh, that's nice of her. Yeah. We were walking by. He was. Hope we can help make it a good day. He was wearing his uh, red double T 97.3 shirt. His favorite color is red. The four year old is. Three year old. The three year old's favorite color is, is red. And I was wearing a black one. She's like, and we walked by her. And she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to corral him. I mean, he's got his monster truck. He's rolling it along the, on the floor, chasing after it, you know. I mean, like, you know, three year old boys do. And I'm just trying to, we're, I'm just trying to stay in between the lanes. And she's, I'm one. I'm like, okay. I'm one. And um, I was like, okay, what's well, nice? It's nice to meet you. And I, I brought him over. I brought my over, and and she got to meet him. So and then we visited with another guy, and he he's a morning drive listener. And then we ran into another morning drive listener, and then we ran into another one in the parking lot. So man, that was a we ran into a, almost a fistful in, in one spot. Wow. Yeah. So. We're we're out spreading the banners far and wide as best we could, and uh, representing representing as best we could uh, as well. Hey, do you remember the guy um, who got the um, the Masters invitation? Uh, he had the same name as a golfer. Uh, this was a guy by the name of Scott Stallings. Um, he's a real estate professional. He lives in Chambly, Georgia. And he got the very nice, you know, master's invitation in the in the nice box and whatnot. Um, but he's got the same name as a professional golfer who was uh, one of the top 100 golfers in the world and had won three PGA events. Anyway, it was a mistake, right? Right. And so, but anyway, uh, he was able, they, they got him tickets to go to the master's and then he got to meet the guy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that was a nice that was a nice little thing because he he said just the excitement of receiving anything from Augusta National and you know kind of hearing the back and forth of him thinking that that was his ticket stalling the, the golfer said it was a ticket I guess just a different kind so this guy had been trying to go to the Masters for ten plus years and uh, he did he did get to go so that was uh, that was that was pretty cool that that. He was able to uh, to do that. He said, "Upon entering, I feel like I've just entered the adult Walt Disney World." <laughs> so good for good for him. That was I thought that it's was neat. pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's nice when people get get rewarded, even though it, it was a mistake, but that they get uh, get rewarded. One other NBA story that caught my eye this weekend: Jalen Brown. Um, he uh, is going to have to miss the last uh, couple of regular season games. Get this. He cut his hand uh, watering his plants. That's unfortunate. He picked up a glass vase uh, while watering his plants and apparently cut his hand. Uh, the injury, which reportedly required five stitches, uh, will not keep him out of the uh, playoffs but uh, had a, a heavily bandaged hand on Friday. I, I don't know how you do that, but it would lead me to believe that that's one of the reasons why you don't have plants. Because you could cut your hand, right? Um, 
what are the percentages of people that water their plants that cut their hand? I don't know. Probably pretty low. So along those same lines, mm-hmm. you shouldn't own a car <laughs> because you can die. Well, poor poor Jalen Brown. He's been wearing a a face mask. He looks like some... no response. <laughs> no zero. Well, it was zero, zero. You know, zero. Yeah, mm-hmm. you make a great point. I was just trying to be silly. You just hate plants. <laughs> <laughs> just. Trying to make a case for why people shouldn't have plants. It's okay to have plants. It's okay to have plants. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm not like huge on them or anything. But mm-hmm. I have no problem with the misses having them around our house. Yeah. So you have none. We have none. None. No. The well, Mrs. Mrs. Hines doesn't want any plants. Well. Um... I don't think a house is incomplete without them or anything like that. Yeah, I, I think it's more about will they will they get cared for on a daily basis like they need to or a weekly basis like they so need to. So she doesn't enjoy that part of it either? I don't know. I mean, I just kind of feel like the outside is my is my domain. We've got some lilies that come up uh, annually every year, so they just pop up out of the ground. So they, they require very little work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my wife enjoys the, the watering part that – it's mm-hmm. not that exciting to me at all <laughs> when she's out of town and I have to go around the house and water the five or six of them or mm-hmm. whatever, some yeah. that are in the backyard, whatever. I'm always like, oh, man, can't forget that one. Can't forget that one, you know. Uh, but she, I think she enjoys that part. I think a lot of people, that's kind of like fun Therapy. to them. Yeah. Yeah. Did they get She also on? likes taking the hose and just like hand washing or mm-hmm. hand watering the yard. And I'm like, we have a sprinkler system. Let's push the button. <laughs> but she'll stand out there and water away. Water away. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like her. Maybe it's just like her escape. Yeah. No, I, I think that's exactly what it is. You know? and so, uh, hey, to each their own. Have right. at it. Right. Escape all yeah. you want. No. Um, Before I got divorced, uh, my then mother-in-law had a pool in her backyard. I was the only one that ever cleaned that pool Uh, the entire time that I knew her. Yeah. And I think Um, there are plenty of guys that enjoy that part too. Going out there and testing the levels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I spent a lot of time on my patio yesterday cleaning it. Not that I'm not appreciative of the rain, but man, (laughs) rain's not, rainwater's not clean. Sounds like you're not appreciative (laughs) of the rain there, Chuck. (laughs) What time did it rain at your house? It was about around seven. seven. Yeah, about seven. And you and you cleaned it after that? No, no, no. Before, before. Oh. I'd spent several hours in the backyard cleaning. I've been doing that the last couple of weekends, cleaning just the dirt and the grime and off furniture and stuff like that. Okay. I was confused. I thought you were saying the rainwater made it dirty. Mm. The patio dirty. Well, it makes the yeah, it makes the deck dirty because it doesn't rain clean water. It was clean, and now it's probably not clean. Now it's not clean. Yeah. yeah. Think of like when you get your car washed and then it rains, there's yeah. spots, there's gotcha. a little dark. Yeah. Uh, D-Rock says this, I sliced my pinky open when I was washing dishes one time. I had to get four stitches. Uh, I make a much... I've sliced make my a, finger open opening water bottles. Really? Yeah. Or, or it happened to me once, so... I guess I shouldn't drink water bottles, should I? Uh, somebody says Danny White cut his hand playing with his kids on a backyard swing set and missed some 
games a long time ago. I remember Bob Ojeda did he sliced his finger on a knight with a you know cutting something, cutting meat or something, and then um, Irving Fryer before uh, you know when, when the Patriots were on that run when they would play the um, Chicago Bears in the uh, in the '86 Super Bowl after the '85 season, cut his hand. And so anyway, I mean, heck, Derek Holland tripped over his dog while after playing a hockey game. Yeah. So you know, he must. It's a good shit day for the time because of his dog with the hockey game. 810 this morning. We'll talk some tech baseball next. The Red Raiders in action tonight. They take on Stanford tomorrow afternoon as well. We'll have both games for you from uh, Sunken Diamond in uh, Palo Alto. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T973 podcasts at double T973.com.